Shepherds, it's that category of people that in Jesus' days, no one grew up and said, my child, when you grow up, my whole dream for you is for you to be a shepherd. No one ever dreamt that. It's like my parents, they, came, they did dry cleaning for 30 years. They never once said, Jason, our dream for you is to be a dry cleaner for the rest of your life. In fact, my parents didn't say that. They did dry cleaning so that we could do something else. Not that there's anything wrong with dry cleaning. But in Jesus' days, if you were a shepherd, here's a category you were locked into. You ready for this? Tax collectors, thieves, dung collectors, so you can make fertilizer. By Jesus' time, being a shepherd became so degraded that if you were a shepherd, it was embarrassing. It was a lowly of the low jobs. And so, why am I bringing this up? It's not fun to be a shepherd. Um, it's not great to be a shepherd. There was a lot of discrimination by fellow friends and neighbors if you were a shepherd. And so, what caught my eye as we were doing Luke chapter 2 and the kids read, memorized beautifully, who were the first people after Jesus was born that the angels came to and said, you need to see something very special. Who? The kings? The wise men? Let's all say it together. It was the, the shepherds. And that's fascinating to me. Because if, if I have a fourth child, right? If I have a fourth child, no, we're, we're not doing that. But if we have a kid, the first people I would think of telling is my parents, my best friends, uh, the church people, we're so excited, God bless us with the fourth child, which my wife would say, no way, that stays fiction. But I would never go, you know what, I can't wait to tell the garbage collectors, the people that work in sewage, I, the shepherds. You know, you would talk to people, you would tell the good news, but there's something here. Why would God want the first people to go to Jesus to be shepherds? So, Luke tells us this, verse 8, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Verse 10, angels come up and says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swollen cloths and lying in a manger. And so, I have one answer. You ready for this? So you could talk to your friends, go back to work, neighbors. Did you ever think about why God went to shepherds on the first news? And here it is, simple word, grace. Can you say grace? grace. Let me say two things about that. Grace means that God shows his love to all people regardless of their status, their background, their history. That God didn't just say, hey, who are the religious folks? Who are the people that I like? But he said, I want the society who rejected this class of people, I want them to realize I care about all people. That in the midst of discrimination and, and humiliation and even stereotypes that they projected, God is saying, I want everybody to know this Savior didn't come just for the special, cool, religious, hokey people that like me, that I like. I came for all all people. Can you say all people? Can you say me? All people and me. 
And so the beauty of this is grace is that God comes to us knowing our background and starts with the shepherd and uses them to be the messenger. Now, I gotta, I gotta say something to create a controversy. I have an issue with Santa Claus. I have an issue with Santa Claus, and it goes like this. Kids, I'm sorry, you could beat me up later, but I have a problem with Santa Claus. Because in that song, Santa Claus is coming to town, what's the line? He's making a, checking it, gonna find out, naughty or nice. Who is he to tell us who's naughty or nice? And then who is he to say, you know, you've been good this year, you get something. You've been bad this year, you get a lump of coal. And so when we teach that, I think the problem with that is only good people are worthy of God's love or good things. Bad people, you get a coal. See you later. And so what God does here is I'm bringing my son who's going to save the whole world. And let me show you how grace looks. It begins with the least likely people, the shepherds. It begins with you and me with messy, broken lives. Because the truth of it is even we are all, if we look at our hearts, naughty. We do not deserve good gifts in the depths of our hearts. We call that sin. And there was nobody perfect except for Jesus. So what's the first reason why God gave the news to shepherds? It was grace. And Jesus is better than Santa Claus. Amen. Boom. Drop the mic. We'll go home. Second thing. There was something else that we need to know, and this is kind of cool. If this, this was a group of shepherds that were in Bethlehem, these shepherds were part of a job that was very unique. What do shepherds watch over? What animals? That's right, parakeets. No, sheep, just seeing if you're awake. <laughs> shepherds watch over sheep, and these sheep were not just any sheep for your gyros or euros, for your lamb. These sheep were very unique. These sheep were the very sheep that they would prepare for the temple sacrifices to pay for sins of all the people every year. So these sheep would raise sheep, shepherds would raise sheep, and then when the sheep become one-year-old, the priest will come and the people will gather and they would take sheep, and the sheep has to be 365 days old, the sheep has to be without blemish. It literally means if it has runny nose, broken leg, if it has disease, we can't use it. It has to be perfect. Then they would take the sheep and they would kill it on Sab right before Sabbath, which is Friday night. And they would let the blood drain. They would let the blood drain. And then when all the blood of the sheep is drained, the priest would come out and say this phrase. It is finished. And somebody who went to Israel and learned this realized, wait a minute, time out. That sounds awfully familiar. Because I know somebody that died on a Friday. I know somebody whose blood was shed. Wait, I know somebody when the blood was shed, he said it is finished. And he claimed to die for the sins of the world. And who is that person? The very baby born on Christmas morning, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. What is this? That's grace. That Jesus Christ came 
Not because we deserved it, but because we needed it. He didn't come because he liked us. He came because he loved us. And he was born that day. He was the lamb. And I wonder if God was saying, shepherds, you don't even realize what's going on here. There's a bigger picture 33 years down the road. But go and worship this baby because you know sheep. I want you to see the last sheep for once and for all. And I'm doing this because I want you to understand Christmas grace. Good news? Absolutely. And so this is the joyful thing. And so Christmas reminds us that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so, friends, this is good news that God, why did you ask shepherds to go see him first? Because God is starting to blast this message of all the religions in the world. This is how I am standing apart as a true and living God. I am a God not of criticism. I am a God not of just pure brutality. But I am a God of grace. And the only brutality will be poured upon this very son born as the lamb to take away sins once and for all. This is why we worship, and this is why we're here, to say thank you. We recognize your humility, and we celebrate. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ, the king. Let's pray.